When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, this is Billie Jean King. This is Marion Bartoli. I'm Mats Villander. This is Mary Carrillo. This is Pam Shriver. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. This is Yannick Noah, and you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Look, I know we had crowds in today, and so things feel a bit 2019, but I can't think of a more eventful opening day of a US Open than that, particularly on Arthur Ashe Stadium Court. The fact that it's 9pm local time and the evening session is just about to start. There have been about 15,000 people waiting outside the court for the last two hours um, for for Andy Murray to finish his match against Stefano Tsitsipas. And it has just been everything we could have hoped for, really, in terms of competitive opening matches on the main stadium court and there was aggro as well Catherine so you know (laughs) we'll take that it it was it was it was a massively eventful opening day in in a completely different way to the way that opening days of grand slams are usually eventful they're usually eventful in a completely chaotic um, feeling of oh my goodness, I I can't keep across everything. I need I need so many screens. Oh, I've missed I've missed something. I that just perpetual feeling of FOMO, um, and and fear that that y- you might be missing some drama unfolding. Today, I had the feeling of a really brilliant semi final day where you know mm. exactly where to look. You you build it up and it. It exceeds expectations somehow. Yeah. It was wonderful, but in a in a slightly strange way for an opening day. I feel like a lot of other brilliant stuff probably happened that I that I don't know very much about. So the last ten minutes of this podcast, when we sort of do <laughs> any other business, could be quite interesting. <laughs> the uh, the performance Andy Murray put in tonight. If you haven't seen it, he lost in five sets to Stefano Tsitsipas, despite having led two sets to one. I can't think of him playing a better match than that in about five years. I really can't. I, I think I'm going back to 2016. He, I didn't think about physical fitness once in that match, Matt. In, in, okay, he, he had you know, one or two aches and pains and he had all the sweat issues and all the rest of it. But it was Sitsipas who was struggling physically more than he was. And I just, I, I thought I'd never feel like that watching an Andy Murray match again. Mm. You know, this this wasn't like when he 
fought back from two sets love down a year ago at the US Open or when he got the crowd involved at Wimbledon and managed to somehow win that match. This is against the, th- the third seed Stefanos Tsitsipas going toe-to-toe. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've taken the words out of my mouth. You, I was going to say we've had some really special Andy Murray moments over the last couple of years, kind of starting with that Roberto Bautista Agu match at the Australian Open and then last year's US Open coming back from two sets down against Nishioko and Wimbledon this year was pretty special. But that felt like in all of those occasions, he was squeezing every last drop of his past out of him and was somehow back on the court and performing at that level again. Today felt so different. Today felt like I was thinking about Andy Murray in the future. I I was thinking about, oh my goodness, Andy Murray can play like this? Like, I didn't know that was possible anymore, and it just gave me such a different feeling to all those other matches I've I've listed there. This was... This was really stunning how well Andy Murray played. And it wasn't just well for a guy with a medal hip. Yes, it was that. Of course it was. It was truly extraordinary when you consider that context. But it was well. Andy Murray played really well today. He went toe-to-toe with the third seed and pushed him all the way. It was was just a great tennis match. This, Catherine, is what he has been saying to you in the interviews you've done that he believes is in him and is going to be his future again, which, frankly, I've tended to roll my eyes at or at least think, yeah, right, mate. Um, And and that was what he did today. And I I scarcely believe it, really. But, But, I mean, should he have won today? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he left the court... Absolutely fuming. I mean, mostly at Stefanos Tsitsipas. More on that to come, I hope. But also, I think fuming at himself because he 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 let that match out of his grasp. Whereas when he lost the second set, he came straight back out and broke at the start of the the third. It was a real show of experience, I thought, to wrench back momentum from Tsitsipas. The opposite happened when when he lost the fourth set. Um, he allowed he allowed it to pass to to get an early break at the start of the fifth, and um, who knows whether his irritation, to put it mildly, at Sitsipas's seven minute bathroom break um, contributed to that. I don't think it did because I think uh, I think Andy Murray played really quite well in that fifth set, and Sitsipas was was really hard hard as nails. You know, Andy Murray had. At least he had fifteen forty, didn't he, on the sit to pass serve? Had a couple of breakback points. He he had thirty forty in another game. I think he had chances, and sit to pass played brilliantly on all of those points. I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the regrets come there, but yeah, he will have regrets. He should have won that match. He should have beaten the world number three today, and he wasn't. It never felt like he was hanging on by his fingertips. Did it? I mean, I never felt sort of comfortable, safe, and secure in in the feeling that Andy Murray was going to go on and win. But I never, I wasn't wincing or worrying that it was all going to fade away, or that that he was only ever one misstep away from starting to clutch at his hip again and look look weary as he as he has done so often. It, it 
as Matt said, it just had a completely different feel about it. I was just able to properly sit back, relax and enjoy watching Andy Murray be a tennis player and bring the aggro. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, for a start, his game, there was a potency to it. He was causing Sitsabas trouble throughout, standing up to his best stuff, really taking charge with his backhand. It felt like he could he could do whatever he wanted with his backhand today, like when he was at his best, really. Hitting out on the forehand, had the confidence to get down the line, hitting lots of aces. But, I mean, you're right, there was, there was a lot of drama going on. I mean, for a start, if we just go back to the second set, he... He was slipping around on his own sweat and fell over and lost out a chance to end the set uh, in the tie break and, and was complaining about his shoes, which just appeared to not exist apart from the ones he had on the court. Uh, that's a bit of a problem. Uh, I think the shoes themselves were fine, but they were they were saturated with his sweat, weren't they? As were his, well, everything about his person mm. was... Yeah saturated to the point of transparency uh, <laughs> which is a bit <laughs> awkward as um as one of our followers on twitter said where's where's jeff tarango with his spare kit when you need him <laughs> he, he needed a full jeff, outfit change i've heard he? you have the best shoes <laughs> i need them and i was thinking leander pays would have been would have been good for this match he's he's had experience helping with shoes in the past with sit to pass yeah and andy murray needed new trainers and had only brought one pair of trainers to new york it mm. would seem <laughs> and, um, and he said in his press conference he just didn't think that it would be an issue it didn't are they even sort of specially molded his feet or something is it like ice skates where you wouldn't be able to just grab any old pair of trainers i think that's it he needs yeah his specific shoes but uh, i i heard at one stage you sent an sos out to dan evans which uh <laughs> i was trying to work out how that's gonna work there were a lot of cutaways to jamie delgado um furtively texting with much speculation about what sort of shoe purveyors he might be <laughs> attempting to contact and then in a in a just marvelous act of trolling sit to pass changes his own shoes as if to sort of show off that he's got shoes to burn i mean i, I don't like to take issue and argue with andy murray and argue the toss but it was the Wimbledon final of 2013 when he sent a member of his own team back mm. to his house in order to get new shoes, mm. which came and were brought back. I also remember the Australian Open when he started to get a blister and he got a couple of pairs of shoes dotted around the court because I remember sitting courtside and looking at them. So, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite sure how he's forgetting these incidents. I bet he, but, uh, I bet he packs for a holiday very differently to how I pack for a holiday, mm. which is all eventualities, including those which are sort of physically impossible in the universe, like you might go to a rave. All those eventualities <laughs> must be covered in your in your travelling shoe collection. Mm. Uh, mm. Murray did have his own kind of rave incidents um, with uh, Stefano Tsitsipas, who, who, who went to the toilet for too long. And... Um, Longer than Andy Murray's ever been to the toilet. Andy Murray's never been to the toilet for seven minutes. Said Think about the, that. Yeah. <laughs> I you did. Were... A lot. 
talked about it on air. <laughs> Wasn't happy, was he? I mean, I say talked it, about. I said it on air, and there was stony silence. Yeah. And it became just a running thing with the umpire. I mean, he just, he got a, I, he obviously knew coming onto the court, this could happen. I've seen it before. Saw this Vera thing the other week. Don't get wound up, <laughs> is what he went on to court thinking. And, uh, well, he got wound up big time. And, uh, and, and I mean, he let Sitsabas know about it. He let the umpire know about it, supervisor. The, the, the handshake at the end was, Oh, was a it was no look one, handshake. Wonderful. Mm. It was an immediate gif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Mary said in his press conference that he lost respect for Sitsapass tonight. And he and he described those bathroom breaks as nonsense. I love the way Andy Murray says nonsense. He, he really does say it well. Yeah. <laughs> he means it. <laughs> yeah. And um and he said he was he was you know, he said to Nicola the ATP press supervisor that he was thinking of not wanting to do press tonight because he just knew he was going to slam Sitsapass. and he said I didn't then, want it to come he, across as sour grapes. But then he thought, no, I'm cool with it. Cool with it. I'll do that. <laughs> and I would have said the same if I'd won anyway. He, he he thinks he thinks tennis has got a problem for not having addressed the bathroom break issue, which has been going on for many years now. We've we've been having these conversations, and he thinks Sitsapass is exploiting it and taking advantage of it and pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable and yeah he i i was surprised though how much he let it get to him and fester i think obviously he was annoyed but a guy of andy murray's experience i thought he might put it behind him after a few games and yeah it lasted the whole set it lasted till the end of the match. He was cleaning up his stuff, effing and blinding about Sitsapass. <laughs> he, was, he was compounding, I think, his annoyance with himself. It was it was snowballing, wasn't he? Because he became annoyed with himself, I think, for letting it get mm. to him. But he was channeling that into annoyance at, at Sitsapass. And he, you know, he he wandered over to Jerry Armstrong and said, it's cheating. You know, he, he put it out pretty plainly how he feels about that behaviour. Now, of course... According to the letter of the law, it is not cheating, um, and that is why you have this kind of debate. And Greg Rosetsky and Anki Othavong had a bit of a disagreement about it in our Prime Video studio. And Greg's view is, if it's within the rules, then kind of end of discussion. He said everybody does it, but the thing is, not everybody does it to the same extent. And actually, I don't <laughs> don't think everybody does do tactical bathroom breaks. Look. I don't know if Stefano Sitsipas, if either of his bathroom breaks today were tactical. I suspect the line between tactical and not tactical is a bit blurred, isn't it? You might think, oh, I, you know, I don't need a wee, but I could wee. Maybe I could also double that up with, you know, just a few minutes in some air conditioning to catch my breath and have a few words of myself in the mirror. You know, it's not a black and white, oh, I'm going to go off court and cheat for eight minutes, you know. But, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, we, we've we had this debate a lot, haven't we? I, 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 I think something needs to change. I'm just so uncomfortable with a lot of the debate around the need for change and the lack of nuance in it. And I, I'm still yet to hear a proposal including from myself because I haven't got one of a of a adequate solution. Andy Murray did go off the court at the end of that US Open final 
and give himself a good talking to, didn't he, in the bathroom, which he's talk, told yeah. all about. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think I think his specific issue was the length of time that this one took. Mm. When you know when you know how close the locker rooms are, that second bathroom break, he didn't take his bag off court with him. So he had no kit. So that was just, let's not get too detailed on this, but he was just toileting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, what a night, though. What a <laughs> night we've had. <laughs> it was so much fun. Uh, the shot making was amazing. The drama was there. I mean, it was proper Andy Murray oh, it was, US it was Open epic. stuff. He was it? so pumped. He wanted to, you know, I kept on thinking of that line he gave me in an in, in interview, which was. Which I don't think ever ran in full because I I did it on the eve of his going to Miami, um, and his intending to play there. And of course, he he travelled to Miami and ended up not being able to play because one of his various niggles. Um, when I asked him whether he thought tennis had moved on um, since, you know, since he was last at the top of the game, and he's pretty adamant that. Whilst he's aware that he's not where he was, he also doesn't think tennis is in a different... He doesn't think tennis is in a different place. He thinks if he can just rediscover something even halfway close to where he was, then he can compete because the game hasn't moved on. And that is sort of an implicit criticism, isn't it, of, you know, your sits of passes and so on. I don't, you know, I don't think he... It's, it's not that he doesn't rate any of the attributes of Stefanos Tsitsipas. He just doesn't think that, you know, this lot are are anything close to, to his generation. You know, the big four slash five. Um, and I felt like he was trying to show that mm. tonight and really make a point of it. Yeah, and just looking at the titles that Murray's won and specifically the number of Grand Slam titles... History won't reflect how great Andy Murray was. You know, he was toe-to-toe with Novak Djokovic, Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal for many, many years. And he beat Novak Djokovic in Grand Slam finals. He, he did extraordinary things. At and their peak. At their absolute At all peak, of their peaks, really. Completely. And that's the level that he is talking about I think when he when he says that in terms of the game not moving on and if he can get back to anything close to it and he he was the closest he's been in several years tonight he knows he can compete and we saw the evidence of it today he he's a phenomenal tennis player Andy Murray I think he's become so much more than that he's become this you know incredibly great voice in tennis, he's become a sort of real inspiration for the way he's dealt with this injury and come back to what he is now. But for many, many years as well, he was a phenomenal top, top tennis player. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Well, great experience to watch it and commentate on it. And uh, and it followed another really good match onto the Arthur Ashe Stadium court because that was Sloane Stephens beating Madison Keys 9-7 in a third set tie break, which, I, get, I mean, it it lived up to expectations in as much as it was a good tennis match. It was a bit all over the place and it was also a, a bittersweet experience to watch it, to see these two players that kind of should be much more than a first-round match at the U.S. Open, but they gave it a right good go, and Stevens fended off Keys once more, and uh, and nine seven in the third was the the end result. That was uh, that was at a point of the day when a lot of really high quality women's matches were going on because Garbine Muguruza as well got a tightly fought victory against Donna Vekic and and actually I think Catherine all the big names on the women's side pretty much came through today even though there were a lot of them were pushed yeah that's a good point actually they did I mean most most people I think were were picking an upset in Halep Georgie yeah. um and and okay it was close but it was a straight sets win for for Simona Halep and a Big celebration from her afterwards. Look, I, I've got to confess, I didn't didn't see any of that. Bar, I think I saw one point in the first set, and then I saw the match point. But I don't, I don't think you can beat Camilla Georgie in in straight sets if you're if you're properly injured. You know, she must be she must be able to compete. You know, pretty well, which is great to see. I thought Hallett played really well. Um, you know, it just felt like it was uh, Hallett. US Open moment happening all over again. You know, we've seen her have Kanepi, we've seen her have Sharapova, we've seen her have Taylor Townsend in these early rounds. And she's sort of been powerless to kind of do anything about it when those players have got going and and she's lost those matches. 
But today she was up against Camilla Georgie, who has all that potential to knock her off the court. And yet Halep was brilliant, doing all the things we associate with Halep, kind of absorbing the power, defending some some incredible movement towards the end. And Georgie got a dead net cord and Halep sprinted up to it and actually missed the shot. But the movement was great. I think I think her leg was better than she was expecting perhaps she said she had trained without the big strapping and that had been more of a problem so she did come on to court with the strapping which looks quite alarming but actually just to watch her play was was to see a really good performance from Simona Halep I was I was really impressed with her and just as you said a really big reaction from her afterwards she knew that 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 win was was big we won't name our sources but we we were told that there were there were significant question marks around the fitness of Samana Halep, and I think we all removed her mm. from our predictions. Yes, mm. Mm. we'll protect our sources. Mm. Um, I tell you, Garbini Magaruta, her reaction upon beating Donna Vekic tonight as well, or this afternoon, seven six seven six. That was similarly euphoric, mm. and it was really lovely to see actually because. I don't know, Muguruza, I think, is a player, she can be a joyous player to watch when she's enjoying it, when it looks like she's getting something out of it. And she seemed just really uplifted by the crowd presence. She's got a massive ovation. I think there was relief there because she's. she said afterwards how difficult she finds Vekic sometimes, particularly in the, the in these Grand Slam matches. and And yet... Muguruza is in danger, I suppose, of being overtaken by so many of the the other young players that are coming along, and yet she's still such a a feature of the landscape. She's still capable of winning one of these or more. And uh, and I, I don't know. I just when she's happy on a tennis court, I feel quite happy watching her. I feel it's 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 an it's a nice warm experience to see her looking looking as though she's enjoying it and on that court uh, the Louis Armstrong court I mean later on probably the atmosphere of the day was to be found in the Coco Goff against Magdalene Net match which could very easily have seen my prediction just hit the ground on day one because I was setting a breakdown courtesy Coco Goff until she just about rescued it and she was very emotional at the end Matt yeah, she was, wasn't she? And I think very gritty performance from her, just brilliant fight and and the crowd loved her and she loved them and yeah, she was in she was pretty much in tears during her encore interview and I think it was relief at saving my my hopes. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. She's got Sloane Stevens next, David. Yes. That that could be good, couldn't it? I had oh. to do my predictions today due to time poverty. Uh, without actually looking at the draw. Here we go. Um, so I got very much reeled in by the case that you made for Coco Goff. Oh. Um, mm. But then I looked at the, the draw after the fact and realised it's quite tricky for her, isn't it? So where is she in your lineup? I think I've got her losing in the semi-finals. Yes, I think that's right. I, I think she's got... 
Stone Stevens, and then most likely Angelique Kerber, who also mm-hmm. came through mm. it's, it's an a, it's, epic today. It's a rocky old path, David. I also, though, had John Isner featuring quite heavy. heavy well, yes, I certainly same. had him in my quarter final lineup. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> a collective well, it's a, blow. It's a, it's a, all anyone's been talking about is how quick these courts are. Apparently, they've made the courts quick for, quote, Riley Apelka and John Isner. Um, <laughs> Who on earth would do that? <laughs> um, and uh, that, if it ever was a, a, a decent plan, has has aged very badly. Kerber seven six in the third over Yastremska. Yeah, and Yastremska served for the match, and Ooh. and Kerber fought back. You know, lots of double fist pumping going on. Was there aggro? There wasn't aggro, I don't mm. believe. She doesn't get reeled in, Kerber. There, how many winners do you think Kerber hit in a three-set match that went to the distance, seven, six, and the third? Eight. Oh, it's either, it's either loads or none. David's very close. Oh, no, he's not. Yeah, she hit six winners. <laughs> and Yastremska hit 40-something. It was just a classic Kerber soaking it up and <laughs> turning it back. It was it was incredible to watch the contrast of styles. I, I must say I was mainly watching Andy Murray and, you know, I was sort of so absorbed with that match, but I made sure to put Kerber on the second screen when that got tight and that was a good decision. Great atmosphere on that court as well. I think it was on court 17, which is kind of their equivalent of Wimbledon's court 18. You get some really good matches and... Atmospheres out there. That's two winners per set. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good going. I mean, if you went if you went out with the aim of not hitting winners, you would you would do well to sort of yeah not accidentally so hit that many. Yeah. Oh no, I'm not going to hit a winner there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, last week I'm, I mean she was hitting loads of winners. I yeah. suppose it depends. She's the type adaptable. Of- mm. The opponent she's up against. So that match followed Ojeel Yassim winning three tie breaks against Evgeny Donskoy. I mean, you're right. That court 17, they had some fun today. I mean, the, the, the atmosphere out in the courts where I think they they weren't necessarily ticketed, and there's just there's just a general feel, isn't there, of people just being thrilled to be back and to be able to see these matches again and these players. And Coco Golf is just becoming a bigger star every time. She goes out there and, and uh, well, it'll be interesting to see whether she can keep handling it, really. Oh, it felt like the US Open was back after a two-year break today. Mm. I mean, look, they did an amazing job to put the event on last year. And there were some great matches and moments at that tournament. Dan Evans kind of got it right, didn't he? Well, it was kind of iconic. <laughs> um, but it wasn't really the US Open that we know and love. And there were little elements of that today, just, you know, those crowds of people queuing up outside Arthur Ashe Stadium is to get in for the night session. is such a US Open image and the, and the crowd and the atmospheres. It just, just had that buzz back, mm. which was great. I didn't have FOMO last year. This year, the FOMO is killing me. And I'm, I'm worried about every photo I send Catherine at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in Salford. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All my little. I've had, sort of... I've, had I've had to mute some people on Instagram. They're, they're too pleased to be in New York. 
British tennis players aren't. Uh, I think five of the six who played today lost. Uh, Heather Watson, Cameron Norrie, Harriet Dart, Andy Murray. Johanna Conta didn't get out there. She was injured. But Dan Evans won. He won uh, in four sets against Thiago Montero. And that was pretty close for a while as well. Um, but he's he's actually got a really good draw. He plays Marcus Chiron of uh, of the states next, and uh, John Isner's been removed from that section as well. I mean, he's not. The truth is, he's not playing that well, is he, Evans? I think at the moment, and uh, I don't think he feels that great physically right now. But um, still, you can get a bit of a run going, can't you? And uh, we'll see whether that happens for him. Um, what else have we had today? On the Keys-Stevens match, I was really quite, actually quite uplifted by that. I went in with quite low expectations based on everything we said yesterday about where their games are at at the moment. And I thought they both played pretty well, actually. It's the best I've seen Madison Keys play in a long time. I've not seen loads of her matches, but that second set was a reminder of how good she can be when everything's kind of perfectly calibrated in her game the the ease with which she can hit winners and hit through the court and the power she has is is astonishing and it all came together in that second set in a way that I just haven't seen from her for a while and I think for her to be hitting those shots she has to be moving well she has to be in the right position to hit them and that was very apparent today and she should have won to be honest, she should have won the match. I thought she was the better player. She had a lead in the third set tie break. And then that was when the misses came, you know, and then she had some incredible shots to save match points, but she couldn't take her own chances. And she was pretty frustrated by the end with those unforced errors. And so Stevens was, was solid and it's a, it's a good win for her. And she gets a shot at Coco Goff, but I was left feeling really quite buoyed by that match, by how well they played. Um, you know, obviously, we'd just like them to be doing it in second weeks rather than first weeks because that's mm. that, that's their talent level. Yeah, crowd were lapping it up, weren't they? Um, we we had a retirement today for Marion Chilich. First time he's retired in his whole career. I mean, he won the first two sets on tie breaks against Philip Coltriver, who was about sixty eight, and then uh, and then it was two love in the fifth when Chilich pulled the cord. I mean, I don't know. Do you know any idea what was wrong with him? Uh, it, it was a neck injury. Um, that's all I know. Uh, more than 800 matches played on tour uh, and his first retirement. I mean, my my thoughts very much go out to Marin Cilic, but two sort of 80-year-olds playing one another and one having to retire is not a movement-friendly match, <laughs> is it? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you think tennis is moving on and then the <laughs> yeah. next moment Marin Cilic is playing Philip Kohlschreiber. Um, <laughs> trivia question how many Grand Slam champions are left in the men's draw one one and day one is not even over Marin oh, Cilic yeah. and Andy Murray were the only other two it's pretty stark isn't it Novak Djokovic starts his attempt to win the calendar slam tomorrow night against Holger Vitus Nodskov Rune Okay, of Denmark. We do, we're doing that, are we? We are, yeah, I've just done it. Um, 
that's uh, the first night session match on the Ash Court tomorrow. Uh, after that, it's Bianca Andreescu against Victoria Golubic. In the daytime session, it all starts with Zverev against Query. Barty against Zvonareva follows that. Um, there's been a bit of a court shift, hasn't there? Because Emma Raducanu's opponent, Jennifer Brady, has, as I predicted, been unable to finish her match or even start it. Uh, so that's going to take place on court 17 now instead with uh, Raducanu up against Stephanie Vogler, who I don't know much about. Do you? She's from Switzerland. Mm. Mm. She okay. beat uh, Jodie Barrage in qualifying mm. but lost to uh, Anna Konyu and then came through as a lucky loser. Well, I'm going for a Raducanu win again. Bold, David, bold. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, what else we got going on tomorrow? It is... Ooh, we got a night session match here. Oh, no, an afternoon session match with Denis Shapovalov on the Louis Armstrong court. Belinda Bencic is playing. Uh, Karolina Pliskova. And then the night session over there on Armstrong is Risk against Pavlichenkova, Fritz against Diminor. Well, that could be quite a good contest. Mm. Um, yeah. Igor Fiontex on uh, the grandstand. And, uh, oh, Riley Opelka. Fantastic. He starts, starts court 17. They've, they've prepared the courts especially for him. So <laughs> yeah. no pressure, Riley. Got to deliver. I mean, I'm sure in Serena North. Williams was involved in that court speed decision-making as well. but You'd hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A bit of an oversight to just sort of leave her out, wouldn't it? I mean, crack it. What time is it going to finish tonight? It's three games all at the moment in Osaka's match on the on the Ash Court. Do do we do we know what fate befell the the opening ceremony featuring music from Moulin Rouge musical? <laughs> well, there, there was quite a delay before this match started. Yeah, but that was to get the crowds out. The daytime crowds out mm. and the nighttime crowds in. You can't have Moulin Rouge performing while crowds are milling around. Presumably they would have wanted, you know, full attention. So I don't know whether that fell by the wayside or whether they proceeded with planned Moulin Rouge. If, if anybody sat through it and can tell us, let us know. <laughs> they will. <laughs> I've invited the haters. I don't. I don't hate Moulin Rouge for any bit. I mean, it's not. Not my personal taste, but I don't I don't hate it either. I'm just <sighs> curious. I'm genuinely curious. Yeah, it's not Phil Collins singing in the air tonight, is it? That was that was that was an opening ceremony. I'm quite into Catherine Whitaker's musical playlists at the moment. Worked my way through a few of them before mm. uh, play started today. I shared my getting pumped for a first the first day of a slam playlist with David today and. David ran with it. <laughs> yeah, big time. Big I didn't time. know who Wasn't any of the people it were, at all. but I, I got quite into it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. David is a DJ Shadow fan. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Not didn't David. Even, didn't even know who it was until today. But, and now I'm into it. Who else it. are you into, David? I don't know. All I know you, is I like House of Pain you, jump around. You've forgotten them, haven't you? Yeah. I yeah. don't Oh, and what was that one? 65-something? 65 Days of Static, yep. I mean, who comes up with the names of these things? 
Who's come up with that? And why? Let's move on, David. We're losing listeners. Right. It's like racehorses, isn't it? Yeah. Give them a weird name for the hell of it. Um, right. Well, that's probably about it for a, a tennis podcast on day one of the US Open. Uh, anything else caught your eye? Any, any, any interesting chat? Any interesting rumour? Any predictions that we don't know about that need to be shared? I think we're done for the day. What's Billie Jean been doing? Ask Matt. Matt. Billie Jean uh, went for a walk, came back very, very tired, um, had numerous sessions in the teepee, numerous cuddle sessions, ate a whole bowl of chicken. She had a great (laughs) time. She's got the diet of a weightlifter. (laughs) Magnificent. And now she's just curled up on the sofa. Excellent. Wanting it all to be over. (laughs) Have you got a stat for your newsletter for tomorrow, Matt? Yes. Good. You don't have to tell me what it is. I just want to know so we can just prepare the listeners because today's took him two hours, all right? That means you've got to read the thing. Get on our newsletter list. The show notes have got the link. Uh, We'll have a new prediction for tomorrow. I think I got mine right today. I think I said Carlos Alcaraz would beat Cameron Norrie. You did, yeah, and he beat. He just finished beating him in in straight sets. A crowd wouldn't it weren't they? They were into Alcaraz. I mm. tell you, he is. He yeah. looks blumming good. He's he got serious game, and I yeah. think he overwhelmed Norrie from the bits I saw. Yeah. So yeah, that's all coming your way tomorrow in the newsletter, as is another edition of the tennis podcast. Um, and yeah, can't wait for it. Day two, the US Open. If it's going to carry on like this. It's been excellent. Our mascot for this US Open is Francis, the wonderful cat, owned by Drew and David. Our mascots are Rogue for me, Scousel Mousel for Matt, and Zeus for Catherine, with Billie Jean King sponsoring Billie Jean the dog. Uh, and Matt, we've got some shout-outs today. We do. For Kieran Kelly. Good Kieran. name. Probably might, a singer. M- might Kieran be Irish? Very possible, I think. Or, or of Irish heritage. Mm. Very good name. We have Neil Backer, 1,269. Is there any chance that's your dad? No. Oh. Right, Neil. Because I know he specifically wrote his surname. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks good very on. much, Neil Backer, 1,269. Much appreciated. Yes. And we also have Mandy... And we often get people oh, wanting Mandy. to know where people get in their shout-outs are from. And Mandy actually did Mandy tell me. is from a Barry Manilow song. <laughs> That's where Mandy's from. She's from Fairfax in Virginia, USA. Oh. I've never heard of that place before. I thought Fairfax was a media outlet in, the, in Australia. It, it can be many things, David. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Mandy. Awesome to have your support. Thank you, Mandy. Right. You then. came and you gave without taking. Yeah. Three lots of shout outs. Delighted. We'll have some more tomorrow uh, as we will have more chat as well. I wonder whether Naomi Osaka will get the job done tonight. 4 3 up in the first set. Bit nerve wracking. Um, but anyway, we'll find out and we'll let you know tomorrow. Speak to you then. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.